Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Ray! Ivy! beginning we seem to have lengthened the highsy every single week one episode is just going to be 45 minutes of highsy <laughs> <laughs> good night yeah that'll do us how's your week been love uh it's been quite good i've been at the festival of dangerous ideas oh do you feel all subversive and you know mm. ready to storm the barricades of mm. of patriarchy and yeah. hegemony and and you know traditional marriage let's all be honest absolutely nothing is going to change from two days of talks at the Opera House, but it was entertaining. I saw a talk today about Putin, and I saw... Pleasant man, isn't he? A lovely bloke. What a lovely man. Just a gem of a thing. I think anybody who um, refuses to go anywhere except on horseback with a shirt off is a gem. (laughs) And one for my address book. And you know what really disappoints me? You can blow a plane out of the sky. Mm -hmm. You can be corrupt up the yin-yang. You can arrest people who just you know disagree with you, Mm -hmm. but none of that will mean you don't get to host the Soccer World Cup. This seems very bizarre to me. <laughs> what happened to the spirit of togetherness? Well, I thought that that's what the whole point of these giant parades of sporting prowess and the international stage was supposed to do. Well, I don't know if it ever was. This thing, I presume, you know, we think, you know, back when it was nerd blokes lobbing discuses or disguise, what I prefer to, to say. those days? Bring them out nude, yeah. you know, like... Uh, that said, though, what? the average discuser, particularly, I'm sorry, the female ones, oh, yeah. I don't want to see them nude. <laughs> No, Let so alone true. spinning and bending over just a little bit, that, just a little. And the gymnasts, no, because that's oh. all—they're all creepy. They're all like four. Did you see that still shot of a, a gymnast who's? Is this an ice bucket challenge? <laughs> no, it's not. It was a shot of like a gymnast in one of those side splits. Oh, her leotard had split. Oh, <laughs> it was like a. a um... I'm not helping you with this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of options in my head, but you're going to keep describing what happened tastefully. I was thinking... There's no regional radio man here to bail you out of the dirty bits. I was thinking Venus flytrap. <laughs> what, it had teeth? <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, fun birthday party on the weekend with a twist. Oh, really? Not dress up. No, little one-year-old. Little one-year-old William. Aww. We went to Bathurst and uh, went for his birthday party. Cute. Best thing about being slightly beardy and big voice. Santa. Oh, well, yeah, they think that. <laughs> they think that. But you can just do fee, five, four, uh, and that. Ah! Uh... They love it. They love it. Let's watch Frozen again. But... I noticed the trampoline, but this is one of the 21st century trampolines. Oh. This is the pads all around it. This is this is the cage all it's around it. It's not a trampoline, it. it's a humidity crib. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's you not even an octagon. Se- you could seriously nurse a preemie baby back to health in these things. Correct. And I'm standing around thinking I was being a little bit funny with some of the dads going, oh, jeez, what about that? That's a soft trampoline. What about the old ones where people had hurt? And those guys go, whoa, 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 come on, mate. Like, safety there first. Oh, really? <laughs> Firstly, it's an obvious joke. But mm. secondly... Yeah, what's you know what's wrong with Nuts what happened to kids? But what happened to kids with casts on? Oh, yeah. Don't see it anywhere. No. They're not breaking their arms no. anymore because their feelings are more <laughs> fragile than their bones. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rage. The outrage of this week mm. has been that somebody complained to Aldi about a Roald Dahl book that has a line in it that uses the word slut. What? Revolting rhymes. 
The classic, one of the classic books yeah. has been withdrawn well, from, from sale at Aldi because of this line, who's this dirty slut? I have zero recollection for things that I read as a child. Has this always been? Always. Always. This is not rolled out and didn't punch this out last week. Last time I checked, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. But this is the thing. This is, of course, all these people have jumped on. There was a Facebook campaign. They wrote into Aldi and Aldi's turned around and said, we want to respect our customers, so we withdraw this book. Now, here's the thing. I don't know what you do in your private life. I don't know what you do with your professional life. But unless you've cured cancer, move on. But also, Aldi make a point of advertising the fact that they are a store that celebrates being cheap. So what's the problem if a woman is? (laughs) Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. I have a confession to make. Oh, make it slow and sensual. I'm addicted to The Bachelor. Okay. <laughs> is it our mate Osher's hair? What is the point of Osher in that show? I don't know. I tell you what I... He listens to this podcast, so you can directly ask him. Osher, not that you're not a delightful host, but if I am a woman that is you know, already in a situation, perilous at best, where I, you know, am dating a guy who's dating 20 other women and I'm basically fighting to be the last one there. When I don't get a rose at the end of the ceremony, what do I not need? You walking in and saying you didn't get a rose. Totally aware of that. Absolutely 120% across it. Couldn't be more across it because I'm a tit standing here by myself while there's a bunch of women to my left, all with roses. But the joy of the show is just making you suffer. Oh, it- like if you if you have been rejected by, which what's the name of this bloke? Blake. Blake. Yeah. All right, Tim was last Tim year, was wasn't Tim was the last it? one, yeah. So Blake the Bachelor, who yeah. I, eh, I don't know. Yeah. 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 He's a bit too nice. Like they went on a cake date last week. and oh, you know What's a cake date? Day. Where they all went and baked cakes, you know, because apparently it's 1950 and we've all got to check if a woman can bake a cake before we bone her. But he's basically come back and said, oh, you know, oh, I love... Too much the- yeast? <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, permission to be controversial. Oh, yeah. Now, I know that uh, Australia has been absolutely shocked, and I mean absolutely shocked by what happened to Redfoo. Yeah. Is that his name? Yes, Redfoo. Redfoo. Yep. You know, the bloke who's got the glasses with no glasses, right? <laughs> Let's but not even begin on that. Here's the controversial bit. Yeah. I'm sorry it happened. Shouldn't have happened. Criminal act. Shouldn't it? It's always bad. The carry-on, however, was as if he had been captured by Islamic State. Mm. At Best, it's a nick. Seriously, I've got more scars than that. Maybe somebody was just trying to put glass back in his glasses. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Now, Rach, we don't get too political here, apart from all of that worthy shit at the start of the podcast mm. today. Uh, now, uh, you're about to appear on Sky News, Paul Murray Live, this podcast not affiliated with, but we have fun. True. So I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the protests against Tony Abbott and the government today. Now, some of the signs, okay, this is always interesting. There's somebody who's got like a little mortarboard saying, you know, I'm drowning in debt. And then there's just three people who have made this sign, Rachel. Tony, stop being awful. Wow. Well, woo! Storm the barricades. Why are you here? Because it's awful. Your placard, your sign, there's a lot of pressure there. And I would say, if you're just going to be Tony, stop being awful, just don't bother. No, correct. Just your Just turn up and just clap. Exactly. Your presence at the march is enough. But the thing that I notice (laughs) when I see people out on protests, I like the fact that you care enough about something that you'll get out and you'll get onto the street about it. Have you ever been in 
in a protest for anything? No, God no. Never? I'm too lazy to eat a banana. <laughs> Do you think I'm going to take to the streets for anything? Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. I don't know if you can hear this or not, but it sounds like cicadas have just been turned on in the Foxdale building. So hang on. Like, I'm going to turn up my microphone. I'm turning the gain up, okay. if everyone needs to know. Okay. This is the sound. It's like your dad's house when the fire alarm breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Refer to podcasts earlier. Rach, movie review time. Remember Paul and Rach's <gasps> Go, Go to, to the, the Movies. movies. Uh, a new Australian movie around called Felony. Uh, Joel Edgerton wrote it, which is kind of cool. Uh, his brother Nash is involved behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jai Courtney, who really can't act, but still. I don't like Australian film. I've well, never liked an Australian film. I know it's controversial to say I should be supporting Australian film. And to be honest, I would support any Australian film that was decent. Well, I have yet to see Animal Kingdom, an exception. That was great. Well, I said uh, the thing I suggest about this movie is, look, go and see it because it's not about heroin. Mm-hmm. It's not about about you know the stolen generation mm, it's not about, like yeah. it's it's not a worthy film but you know that frustrating thing when you really want it to work mm. even if it's you know 90 minutes into a 95 minute film going something's going to come good here see our delightful friend Dan Ganane happy with the walkout Loves happy it. to stand up and go this shit and make it a public walkout, make everyone aware that he's walking out and move on with his life. I am like you. I hang on to the bitter end. I do the same with books. And let me say that that's a longer process than a 90-minute film. Correct. Sometimes... What's some garbage you've just had to keep reading? Oh, shit. Fifty Shades? Oh, no, I couldn't. See, that is the exception. You went, no, no. I couldn't. I couldn't. I got three chapters in and I just could not push on anymore with that steaming pile of shite. Why so bad? I mean, people really dug it. So poorly written. But you know why they dug it? Because it was softcore porn. Right. Now, she Was it porn for people who don't watch porn? Yeah. Right. It was also porn for people who clearly don't like literature. Now, I'm not reading, <laughs> you know, anything of any kind of note. I just like a good page turner. But I like something... That doesn't feel like it was scrawled on a napkin before somebody entered it into a typewriter. You know, I like a story. And as a woman, I need something to keep me involved. It's not just about wham-bam. It's not just about wham-bam. I need need to be engaged Mm. in these characters. I need to care about their lives. This is it, right? Keep me in. But I've read a book for eight months before oh, because I've so wanted trudge to. you trudge like, yeah. you know, like a World War One soldier in yep. the mud. You've got trench foot yep, going, this it. is killing this me. This is killing me, but I'm going to get, I'm doing a half a page a night before bed and that I got there in the end. That's it. I think we've just come up with a billion dollar idea. Trademarked to Paul and Rach. Yes. Choose your own adventure, mummy porn. Ah. Where you can decide. You know, does the conversation continue (laughs) or do we get right into it? That is really good, except for the fact that I have always found, even though they are a children's book, that Choose Your Own Adventure, such an intellectual mind for how you put that together. Yeah, exactly. How do they do it? I mean, how many options are in this book that I don't even know? But as I've always said, because I was a lazy reader as a kid, I just did everything I could to get eaten by the dragon. (laughs) Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I did notice a little social phenomena this week Mm. where a mate of mine came into work. Lovely bloke. Mm. And I've done this too, but I'll put it all on him. Lovely bloke walks into work and says, geez, he wouldn't believe it. I was just upstairs 
Sheila just hit me up upstairs. Oh. And I've gone, oh, geez, how good's that, mate? That's fantastic. Good on you. Good luck. Now, here's the thing. Is that a statement of neediness, awesomeness? Do you see it as a good thing? Oh, do you mean that if you get hit up, you should, should you just, just quietly sure? put it in your pocket and say, that was delightful? It is a little showy. It is a little showy. Although, I might take that back. It depends how good of friends you are. This is not a choose-your-own-adventure <laughs> question. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, public enemy number one this week. Who? Faffers at bakeries. Because oh, as you know, last week it was, you know, bakery man. I was saving kids. Oh, you were. You I was were. doing it all last week. You love ba- But you, I mean, if you, if there was ever going to be an environment where you were going to realise your powers as a superhero, it was always going to be in a place where you spend 90% of your time. Yeah, it would either be a bakery or a cinema at three in the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so if any shit goes down there, yeah. me, the old bloke in front and the creepy guy, <laughs> we're getting together. We're the new Avengers. We're <laughs> the creepy, the creepy <laughs> Avengers. And just where I just use my frozen coke just to <laughs> freeze you. <laughs> so these faffers, I was standing there today, a little bit of a rush, okay, and all I wanted to get is a couple of cheese rolls and a coke. It's not that hard, okay? No. This was, a, I thought, a breakfast of champions, fine, fair enough, let's do that. Are you not at the stage at your bakery where they're not going the regular? Well, you would think. How many times do you think you have to order something before you should be given, hello, sir, the regular well, treatment? Well, I must say... A little bit like strippers. I do find the people at my local bakery might be dead behind the eyes. <laughs> yeah, and they're just, right. they're very smiley, like, hello, how are you? Yeah. Hi. But, but they've never seen you before, no, even though you've just, been in every single day for the last a, five years. It's a blur of chocolate <laughs> scrolls, spinach and onion yep. rubbish that they put out there, and nobody buys. Just quickly, we will go back to this uh, meandering at the bakery thing, but you know that idea of people knowing your regular order? Yeah, love it. Ronnie C, it's his version of celebrity. Right. Yeah, you know, because he refuses to go to any other restaurant except the one Japanese restaurant that he goes because <laughs> they know what table he likes. They know that they, he likes two serviettes and where they like. So the one place where Ronnie still swings, yeah, ah, oh, is he, this place. I mean, whatever you want, and you know, so first does he dress up basis, uh, appropriately? Always, always in a hat. Always. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he deserves credit for that. He does indeed. But back to the bakery. All right, now the thing is, is that this bloke. You know, steps up, and this is the classic one where they go, um, I'll have one of those. They open the cupboard, they pull it out, they put it in the bag, they close it. All right, that'll be $2. And I'll have one of these. Right. I'll open the cupboard. Like, I don't get why you can't just do the hit squad. Pretty simple. That one, that one, that one, that one, separate bags, thanks. Good point, but I always find that the shop attendant can't... Like, do you get this at the butcher a lot? I know I have a stock standard list of four or five things I buy at the butcher. I'm after your six butterfly pork steaks. I'm after a couple of scotch fillets sliced into minute steaks. I'm so proud. What? I remember when you didn't eat meat. I know. I remember when you... You know, you weren't aggressive about it, but mm. you didn't eat meat. No, and now I it's didn't. all butterfly steaks and... Oh, ah. I know. I'm even getting like a kilo of lamb mince because, you know, I'm getting into a bit of bolognese from time to time. Not too much onion in your bolognese, by the way. Oh, see, I overdose on the veggies. Um. I put Brussels sprouts in my bolognese. (laughs) But but the thing is, it's like you're trying to trick yourself into eating veggies. You don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. You would would snack on a cucumber. I would. A zucchini steamed. (laughs) It's like Cadbury made it. (laughs) But spaghetti bolognese to me is a nothing meal. It's a tummy filler. 
it is a tough it, it, it seems to me, because, you know, unsurprisingly, because I you know, came from a broken home and <laughs> mum fed us a lot of that. Mum used to always do the spag bowl bake too, where she'd put it of <laughs> cheese in and she'd put it in the oven for the last little bit so all the, che- oh, all the spaghetti went crusty and dry. It's fancy. It was just rubbish. I remember it was either that or mum went through a phase where, um, remember when the chickadee chicken schnitzels mm-hmm. used to have either corn in them or they'd have cheese in them. Oh, very <sighs> la-di-da. That was about, I think that was just about so she could technically say to herself as she put her head down at night, yeah, I fed them something different tonight. <laughs> but at the butcher, I always find I'll say, can I have six chicken thighs, uh, four of your pork cutlets? And they're like, hang on a second, just one at a time. Uh, and I think that a vendor loves a anything else style question. Yeah, 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 Do yeah, they? yeah. Please tell me your butcher calls your love. They always but do. But you know what? Mm. Just like stories about Bob Hawke in the nude, it's not creepy. For some reason, if it's no. a butcher who says love, that's all to be expected. 100% sure the butcher that I always go to flirts with me outrageously. But and okay, if, it, if at a news agency when you went and bought, you oh, know, that'd be creepy. like, you know, your Thomas the Tank Engine weekly sort of uh, series book. I've never met any news at, oh shit, I better not say that because that's just going to tar everybody with one brush. But in. Oh, hey, 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 <laughs> we are always factually accurate on this podcast. <laughs> Don't you start. I was going to say that at many of the news agents that I have frequented, a lot of the men behind the counter look like they should be on a sex offender's <laughs> Registry. <laughs> I know, I used to work in one. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. What are your thoughts on labelling things? We're just here at Sky News at Foxtel because oh. you're, we're, about, we're both about to go oh. on your television show. This is exciting. It is exciting. Are you looking forward to it? I am looking forward to it. Except Any topic scared or not? All of them. You know all oh. of them always scare me Why? because I feel like I'm not across Hang things on, enough. Hang on, you've just spent two days reordering the world. <sighs> I, I know, I know. But my great issue is I need to be over-prepared to feel super comfortable. Mm. So if I'm even a shade shy of over-prepared, I think I'm going to completely bomb out. Well, I promise I will expose that on air tonight. (laughs) I will embarrass you for hours. No, of course, you know we'll take care. I know, I know you will take care. But we've just sat down in the boardroom and I've just noticed that somebody has left their water bottle here that clearly they've had a very important meeting and they brought some water in. By the way, can I just declare, I know that we're into the world of hydration, but is is there any meeting that goes that long that you need to bring that sort of hydration into a meeting? I know you would do it because you I love the hydration. It. Yeah. But what's going to happen? It's not like the door's going to lock and then suddenly there's going to be a snowstorm and you're not going to be able to walk out of the boardroom at Fox. And P.S., what bigwigs are having a meeting where one of their poor EAs hasn't been asked about a million times to go and get coffees, water? So the point of this story is that I found a, a water bottle on the, the Whoever owns this person, and I won't say their name, has put a Brother P-Touch label on it. <laughs> What Hang are your on. thoughts about labelling things? Hang on, I know that person exactly, so let's call him. But can you beep when his name comes up? Yep, sure. Hi, this is Please leave a message and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Call me urgently, I've found your water bottle. <laughs> get the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Speaking of water bottles, just quickly, you know I love chlorophyll and... Oh, it, you're running low, though. Oh, I've run out. That is, that is like a thimble of Listerine in two litres of water. No, but this is the thing. When you have chlorophyll every day, 
it starts to turn your water bottle into what used to look like the fish tank that I had when I kept fish when I was a kid and I couldn't be bothered cleaning the tank and mum always had to do it every month because it was so filthy. Correct. It gets really green and disgusting and you have to replace the bottle. But I've run out of chlorophyll and to be honest, you can kind of push the bottle a little further than you should when you've got the green chlorophyll in there because no one can tell. But also, let's be honest too, when you've got this steady stream of supply via the Allergy Kid website, oh. I mean, oh. you just mention chlorophyll and they send you something completely different. Exactly. So I've run out of chlorophyll. Disaster. So I've just poured clear. How long have you gone without? Oh, without chlorophyll? In order, no, but just, just this hydration. I mean, as long as I've known you, which has been, you know, 32 years now, yep. um, you've always been hydrated. But, yes. it, you know, how long can you go without it at all? Without water? Yeah. I wouldn't last half an hour. Are you worried it's a bit of a blankie for you? I think this is more of a psychological issue than it is a nutrition issue. I was going to say. But that is the colour, that pure crystal clear water. Hold it up to the microphone. People need to see it. <laughs> I'm actually doing <laughs> it. Yes, she wants to. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Oh, what a rock star weekend I've had. One-year-old birthday. Oh, living at large, oh, being muzzy. And today helping my father-in-law clean out the family house because he's, he's off and running off to, uh, I think it's Queensland at this stage. But that said, there is a certain freedom when you don't have an emotional attachment to every single thing in the house. Absolutely. Didn't grow up in the house, mm. spent plenty of time in the house. Mm. So it was sort of easy to turn around and say, oh, okay, that goes, that goes, this goes, that goes, this goes, that goes. And... Uh, Sean was gen, you know, she's a hoarder of, you know, literally her school notes, <laughs> which I was informed we are getting next week when we go up to the farm. Oh, God. Yeah, I have to get the school and I've gone, all right, darling. When's fine. she going to read them? Well, I don't know. I can actually relate to this, but I have it's changed not my ways. It's justifiable. It's insane. No, it is insane, but I have changed my ways. <laughs> and I love you, darling. Don't kick I me I love in bed. you too. Shani is a great woman and she's better than this. Mm. She's much better than this. Yes, she is. Because I have done this as well. And it got to the stage where when I did a European tour when I was in high school, I kept every ticket stub, every brochure, every... I was carting this shit around for years. Now, I I really do believe that there is something cathartic and cleansing in saying, if you have not looked at that in a year, dump it. Agree. Agree completely. We've got a storage unit that my whole theory is, let's just go and throw everything out. Mm. Because we haven't opened it, which means I don't associate anything. Mm -hmm. I've got my school blazer there. See, this is the thing and Shani listen up this is what's going to happen to you if you don't get over this early my father has three containers and an entire house full of shit (laughs) and this will become you if I talk to my dad about the fact that I move into a new apartment and I'm going doing some furniture shopping why would you do that I've got a perfectly good desk up at the the container (laughs) dad that was my desk when I was 12. Yeah, correct. You know, it's got stickers on it. Yeah, correct. I don't know whether it's purely my father thing or a generational thing where something has a function and there is no attention to the design of it or the aesthetics. It's a desk. Why wouldn't you just use that one? That makes sense to grandparents, older grandparents who've been through a depression. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense to anyone who had kids in the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know... Except my dad had kids in the 80s. But that's what I'm saying. Like He he took your mum... To a date night, you know, with Wall Street, right? Yeah. Like like the times of excess. Oh, yeah. He's watched Bondi, all of that. Yeah, I know, I know. But this is what happens. And now, eventually, this is going to sh- fall on your kids. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen now? What? This is what's going to happen. Oh, now God. that you and Plus One are very serious. <laughs> yes. Very serious. Yeah. <laughs> very serious. Yes. When you decide to have kids in the next six months. Oh, come on. 
I'm just, hey, well, what I'm just saying. Come on. In the next, okay, three months. In the next three months, <laughs> you're going to now go, my kid might like that desk. Oh, imagine if I had the same desk as my little daughter. No, you know what? Although, little Daphne Corbett. Little Daphne, although I will admit to thinking now that I have found someone that I think I potentially might want to spend the rest of my life with. Two months. <laughs> Trap him now, doll. <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. We talked a little bit about water earlier, and I just thought it was such a thrilling topic. I might go back to it. <laughs> um, have you heard of this? Are you going to send me an email later and they're saying, look, I think we need to talk about what happens on the show before the show <laughs> I think it probably would come in handy. Have you heard about this thing called black water? No. Uh, the water market is a massive, massive earner, right? Yes. But we've done everything. We've sparkled it. We've turbated alkaline. We've, you know, done something special to it. Now they've brought out black water. So it's apparently what? filled with these antioxidant bullshit blah, blah, blah things that turn it black. If they carbonate that, that could be a replacement for Coke for me. <laughs> it could be. That's, I'm, I'm impressed. We've actually, what started off as, as you know, poo-pooing. You were very close to getting on the bandwagon of poo-pooing this with I was going to go, look, 196 Facebook followers. Oh, uh, yeah. They it's... haven't exactly set the <laughs> social, I mean, you know, like, I mean, oh, okay, Hamish and Andy's viral, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We at best could be 24-hour virus. Mm-hmm. This, <laughs> a, cough. It looks rubbish. It looks like... It looks like something that, you know, Aaron Brockovich would fight against. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. I've had to start moving my cup of tea from my nightstand. I have a nightly cup well, of tea. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> A <laughs> couple of extra legs in the bed. A no. couple of legs in the bed. Not for that reason. Oh, really? I drink a, pu- a cup of peppermint tea every night before I go to bed. What are you I- wearing? <laughs> Usually tracky dags or something. I have taken to punching my cup of tea in my sleep. What? So I've actually, and sometimes I won't finish the cup of tea, so I've woken up a number of times and I've actually punched it off the bedside table. Okay, I'm going to see if the internet has an answer for this just generally, right? What does punching a cup of tea in your sleep mean? Sleep punching disorder may be linked to Parkinson's. No. Sorry to break it to you, but the internet is not kind on this one. No. <laughs> this is the new version of Cancer AIDS. Yeah, everything's just everything's it's cancer. It's now Cancer Parkinson's AIDS. Uh, according to NBC, you know, that's not, hey, that's not, you That's know, not Mummy Blogger Monthly. Yeah, that's, that's, well done. Uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> you just saved me an apology. That is direct. There you go. Lucky I don't trust the internet, but egg on my face when I do have Parkinson's. Oh, but, oh, God, we're going to laugh about this and then cry a bit because mm. I'm going to die. Hi, Sue. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Hey, just finally before we get into the saucy stuff. Yeah. How cool is this? What? Well, I think it's cool. What? My missus and I have been together for 19 years tomorrow. No. 19 years. <gasps> that means it's 19 years since year 11 at school. But SK and I, and I just want to say I love her. I hang a lot of shit on her all the time here, but she's awesome. 19 years. She is years. awesome. That is exactly as somebody in a new relationship what you want to see, yeah. you know? Like, this is the first time I've been in a relationship where I thought, oh, this could actually last and actually be a long time. But will be pregnant in two months. <laughs> I will be pregnant in two months. But there is a sense of when you haven't had a relationship that lasts that long of, 
I don't know whether it's possible. And when your parents have divorced and everybody around you has parents that have divorced and you sort of, that is the general norm, mm. I find I am just like a moth to flame now of stories of people who have made it through the test of time. And you guys, when I come around to your house and when we go and do stuff, you're always kissing and cuddling mm. and it's cute and it just makes me think, you see, you can do it. Yeah, even if the bloke's a douche. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. It's time for story time. I'm going to read one that's written apparently by a woman. Rubbish. Rubbish. Should we do red foo? Red foo. <laughs> I got my red foos out. Yes. Okay. Red foo it is. All right. Let's remember that this was written apparently by a lady. Bullshit. Bullshit. I got married to the love of my life, Kieran, at the start of the year. No, we- you didn't. <laughs> and we went to – that's not even the least believable oh. part. And we went to Vietnam for our honeymoon. We read food a few times every day and managed to get out of the hotel once or twice to see the sights, and it was just beautiful. Mm. On the second last day, my man was out snorkeling, and I was lying on the beach when a really cute young Vietnamese woman walked up and asked if I wanted a massage. Mm-hmm. I said that sounded good, and she went to work. She started out with all the normal stuff, like rubbing my shoulders, but then her hands moved down my body until they were rubbing my ass. Oh, oh. My heart started beating rapidly and I got even more excited when the cheeky girl pulled down my tiny bikini bottoms oh. and kissed me gently on the cheeks. Oh, dear, dear. <laughs> The masseuse red food my red foos and massaged my red foos, moving up and up until her red foos were brushing against my red foo. I moaned to let her know I was enjoying it and with that she slowly Red food, two red foos into my red foo, oh. sending me over the edge. She massaged my red foo while red fooing me up and down, sending shivers all over me. Then she pulled her. V- oh, <laughs> red foo, baby! Out of my red foo! Oh! <laughs> Keep going! Oh. Keep going! That is. A rank and B a total lie. All right. The stranger. Oh, come on, you're on the beach. <laughs> Flip me over, took off my top and red food, my red foos with her red foos and went back to work on my red foo parts. Wow, wow. <laughs> she was incredible and soon had me shouting out as I red food. Christ, it was lucky the beach was nearly deserted. When I opened my eyes, Kieran was standing there with his snorkel in his hand, so I told him to join in. We both went mental for an Oriental. <laughs> Dear me. See ya. Oh, goodbye. You're listening to Paul and Rach.